And the rubber chicken says... <laughs> Seriously, what is the matter with your species? Hmm? Uh, what is it? Maybe you're just going through a phase, but what would I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. Oh, you're more than that. You're one of my friends, and I know you're feeling a little car sick with the motion and also get on back to your bunk. And uh, we'll be rolling along here with a Rantcast, Lewis Bikes Rantcast, number 67, entitled On the Road. Really, I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm serious. We are rolling through Kansas. I know it. I, I mean it. I would show it to you, but then I'd have to turn this around, and then the, the sound would get fucked up, and then we'd have to start over, and it's just it, there's just too much mechanics involved. Uh, but we are moving. We are rolling along through Kansas, and uh, started today in uh, in Denver, Colorado, actually. And uh, first, let me uh, before we even get started, apologize to the folks in uh, San Diego and Los Angeles and Palm Desert and uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, we had to cancel those shows, and I apologize for that. Uh, it wasn't my idea. Big powers that be, big people, big people, much bigger than I am, said, get out of the way, you little piece of shit. You're not doing a show there. Fuck you. Fuck you. Get away. No. Actually, um, due to uh, just uh, really the, the fact that uh, there just became a complete halt to the selling of tickets, and it, uh, it just wasn't going to work out. And we were able to... Uh, uh, you know, we just were not selling enough tickets to to make it, uh, you know, uh, worthwhile for folks to show up. It's there's nothing worse than uh, outside of being a performer is being in an audience of like 400 people in a room that holds like 2,000. You just kind of go, "Ooh, boy, I got fucked." I guess this guy isn't that good. Uh, some, why didn't somebody tell me? But uh, we're so we're going to be uh, able to do this these shows, all of them again. Uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, and Palm Desert in October. We'll get back on track with those. Oklahoma City, we will also reschedule. Oklahoma City, ticket sales just stopped completely. Um, they're just not selling uh, tickets in Oklahoma City. And I don't know why, I guess, because uh, everybody's just going to the Thunder games. I have no idea. But presently, we are uh, on our way through Kansas. And uh, uh, it's a little tough for me now. I'm a little sad. Uh, because um, I got to do this uh, rant cast, and I'm not, you know, sad about that. But I'm really sad because I won't be able to, you know, really get out and go see the Oz Museum that's here. That's right. There is a, a Wizard of Oz Museum. They call it the Oz Museum, and uh, we just don't have the time to do it. It's and it's getting late here, and it's it's closing down. And it's uh, you have to realize that, uh, you know, for. Many people believe that's a fictional story. It's not, not here in Kansas. Dorothy was real, her family was real. Uh, they still live here. They make a small fortune off the Oz Museum. And I wanted to go by and say hi. I actually wrote um, a one act. Um, first, the first one act that I wrote uh, when I went to the, the drama school uh, about um, Dorothy and what if this was my idea. I was watching uh, The Wizard of Oz one night, and uh, it was the first time ever I realized that uh, it, it, it starts in black and white, and she goes to uh, Oz, and it's in color. And then she goes back to Oz, and it's, I mean, she goes back to Kansas, it's in black and white, and I thought, holy fuck. She leaves a place that's 
black and white and then wants to get back to the black and white after after being after color after living in color and i thought well what if she did go back what would it be like and uh you know it's it really it was dorothy in her uh, in her late 60s you know wandering around uh, the the house there and uh in the, the front yard and pulling her the, the toto along toto is just who's dead and uh, she's dragging his ass along, and uh, there are tombstones everywhere. Kind of a fun, upbeat play. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And I wanted to see if maybe I could get a production there at the Oz Museum. Um, but I'm with you now. Left Colorado this morning. Denver, two really great shows there. Very happy about that, to be back on the road. And wanted to do this. Uh, the rant is to do it live from the stage there. Uh, but we're still having some problems, technical problems, uh, you know, in order to get it out there the way we want to get it out there and uh, to be sure that we have all of the uh, all of the rants that are coming in from the places that we're going. So we weren't able to do that. And I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm hoping by the time we make it to Salina, our next show, that we will be able to do that. And uh, uh, I hope so, because I'd prefer to really get that out like that and then do a short introduction here, because this. This is lunacy for me to be sitting here. I mean, literally talking to a rubber chicken. And when the show's over, I sit with the rubber chicken and we discuss my work. Um, very critical. This is a chicken who's really insightful uh, and uh, really has been in the business uh, longer than I have. And really kind of takes me to task about these. And says I'm not committed enough to my work. And, uh, you know, but, but uh, what can I say? Uh, I'm doing my best, and uh, I really just hope that I can get back to the rent is due and leave that little fucking chicken behind. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, he's, um, I don't know if he's going to be on the next show anyway, because uh, apparently he's going on strike. He, wants, uh, he, he was reading today about how folks are getting higher wages, and he wants a better class of feed. Mm -hmm. I told him the boats aren't coming in, but he didn't give a shit. Um, but it was... Uh, a hell of a ride, really. If you've never done that ride from Denver into Kansas, we're going all the way to Kansas City. It is, a, in this time of year, uh, astonishingly, uh, a, a, the, uh, the, what I guess were supposed to be amber waves of grain. Grain, I guess. Uh, not gray, amber waves of grain. Uh, we're not really up because it's, uh, it's winter, so it's just flat and golden brown and goes on forever for fucking ever um you see some antelope you see some cows you see some doggies and uh a lot of a lot of jesus they, they apparently a lot of uh, photos of jesus out here well i mean they're paintings but based on the original photos uh i mean about every kind of five to ten miles they're big he's big here big and more, more so as you, you move toward Kansas, but uh, pretty big. And uh, you see that? You see uh, a lot of places, you know, they've got to uh, uh, show you, a, you know, a picture of a rifle that you can pick up down the road a piece. Um, you know, a lot of when do when you get to the next gas stop? And, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, and Trump signs on, uh, on barbed wire. Uh, that's kind of fascinating because you really it's just this kind of 
just golden brown background that goes on forever and just this Trump sign against really what is nothing. And you go, you, you almost want to take a photo of it because it, there's something that's being said there and you just want it to speak for itself. In Kansas, you actually see the, uh, they have these uh, trailers uh, that you would see on the back of trucks, fairly large with uh, Trump on them. You don't see any Biden signs. I'm just thinking it ought, as I, as I roll along and I've been saying recently uh, in interviews and, you know, and I probably will, you know, get into my accident. Here's a sneak preview. Um, but that uh, we've reached this point where the choice of leaders that we right ha- now have right now, right now at this moment is uh, one who the uh, ghost of Christmas past and the other one is uh, orange. Hmm? Here's a choice, both in their 70s, huh? at a time when we desperately need uh, to be on top of our game. And uh, we got orange and the ghost of Christmas past. Orange Julius, I will say. Orange Julius Caesar. Hmm? I think I've read that somewhere and probably others have said it. And uh, so I will take that back because people go, I heard that. So fuck it. Okay. Um, I will not take credit for that. I will just, but I thought it was funny when I heard it, I think. And if I made it up, I still think it's funny. It is a, a, a long haul. And, uh, there is uh, there is really a kind of a after about six hours of this ride, you, there's an existential quality to the whole thing. But it's 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 a great day because of the uh, the, the the sky. It's an endless horizon uh, and the largest sky you'll ever see because there is nothing out there, not a fucking thing. So that literally, you are just in this giant dome of blue. Uh, and we have been all day. It's uh, really quite extraordinary and um, really quite beautiful. And there are no signs up there. Just just God smiling down on you. Um, but uh, and I can't believe I said that aloud. That was a thought that was in my head. Um, before I left for the trip, uh, you know, before I started coming on out here on the bus, because I was not going to, after uh, listening to Kathleen's uh, tales of uh, air travel. Uh, I was just not going to hop on a plane and fly to Colorado. I thought better to get on the bus, and then she gave me the opportunity to see mom. And uh, we had a, a really uh, wonderful time together. Uh, she um, she slept through half of it <laughs> because sleep kind of has been tough at times for her, and it always was. And uh, and then she. Uh, Got up and we we, we had a, a quite a nice visit and it was uh, it was really good to see her today. I will tell you this is uh, I was talking to her on the phone and I lost the uh, um, connection because the one thing about being out here in the middle of nowhere is there are, there's no five G out here there's no nothing out here there's a a, a couple of Billy uh, swizzle sticks by the side of the road that. Uh, um, were set up by Sprint and T-Mobile in their big 5G thing, right? So you've got to catch them when you can. And I lost uh, communication with my mom while she was lecturing me about why I'd gotten a uh, standing ovation in uh, in uh, a 
Colorado Springs. I was in Denver, I mean, and I was trying to explain that to her. And she said, well, you know, what do you, what do you think the reason for that? Why, why now? <laughs> so I said, well, I, I wasn't knowing. She started to tell me that I should talk to some of the people there. And I started to kind of listen to her explain to me. And then I lost her. And, uh, and then I kind of called back to one of the caregivers just to try to get uh, mom. And mom was still talking on the phone. And we, she had a long conversation with me. And uh, so, um, I, and I kind of knew probably what she said. And I'm, I'm, I'm sad we didn't really get a chance to talk, but there's something really kind of beautiful in a way about the fact that she just could, you know, be, be lecturing me. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sure it got through. And I'm sure it got through the, because the first, the first, uh, you know, the first 20 years of my life, they certainly did get through. And so they, so all she had to do was send them out into the universe. And I'm sure that, that uh, every one of my brain cells has been reacting in one way or another. The other thing is, is once we left her, we, uh, uh, we kind of really sped out of there and actually beat that big snow that hit uh, last week and, um, you know, and beat it, beat, beat, the, beat, beat. Beat the shit out of it. Beat it to the beat it. We did not get caught in it, which is uh, was really uh, a, a really gr- a great timing and terrific by, on the part of the of Jethro who drives who drives us around. And uh, that was that was that was really good. And I'm glad to beat snow at any time, especially out here where two thirds of the people haven't got a clue. And uh, you can, as you've seen, uh, is every winter we see it. Uh, where people just haven't, they get behind, I'm sure I can do this, and they haven't got a goddamn idea. The big news this week is uh, no news. It's the same news, which is why I'm not going to go through it anymore. I wasn't, one of the reasons I kind of was hoping to get, do this, uh, you know, the, the do it on stage was because I don't really, uh, everything's still, you know, he's still going through this mix master, except now we've added the Ukraine we're sending. We're going to line up some troops in hopes of getting the Russians to back off a bit because that's bullshit on a stick is what the fuck that is. As soon as he started, once again, really wait till five minutes before. Okay, once he started doing it, you should have said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Well, you couldn't get the NATO to kind of go look at what's happening. Uh, maybe we should get some people out there because apparently he got 100,000 troops. So he didn't send them out on Thursday, fuckers. God damn it. So... That was the big news, and uh, of course there'll be people going, "No, we, we shouldn't defend the Ukraine." It's the only, you know, and and they've been, uh, but you know, I, you know, I certainly don't want to go to war there. Uh, I don't want us to anyone to have to fight there. But I think, you know, uh, there is a possibility of, of putting a threat out there with some some uh, troops. It might help, uh, you know, put, drive some sense into his fucking head that. You know, Putinesca, which is also a delightful, uh, I may say, uh, uh, spaghetti sauce and good on fish, too. What really came through this week is, is that the, the uh, January 6th folks want to uh, want to call Ivanka Trump to talk to them. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if she's going to do it. Uh, but, then, um, but then Donald Trump's reaction was that... Uh, the, uh, that he uh, he said, now they're going after the children. Uh, no, they're going after your daughter, who's 40. 
She's 40. She's 40. She's 40. Uh, the last time I looked, 40 is not a child. 40 is older than 30. 40, you turn the corner. I, I wouldn't have even imagined she was 40. I wouldn't. I would have. Boy, he ratted her ass out. What a prick. Um, I, I thought she was maybe 34. Maybe max. But uh, to call it, to say children, like, please. Okay? You might want to say, I don't. You know, really, to, to come at my family. There's all sorts of ways to put it, but children, no, okay? Is, you know, and then those on the other side, boy, what kind of a thing is he saying? Who gives a shit what I'm saying, okay, on the other side? What the fuck do they care? And why are they lining up? Who cares? She's not going to go, and, uh, and she's not a child. So fuck it. Uh-huh, I'm right. Um, then, of course, Newt Gingrich, another genius, He's named Newt because his, the size of his brain is the size of a Newt's brain. Okay? That's why he's named Newt. That's, that he stated aloud. This is shit. You go, shh, keep it to yourself. Keep it inside your head. You don't want to say this shit aloud. But he felt that once, um, after the election, uh, when the Republicans won uh, Congress again and the Senate, uh, that those who are on the January 6th commission uh, would be jailed. So that's good. Good job, dude. That's really good. That some legitimate group uh, investigating because there needs to be an investigation. Because you know they, you know that's it, that's what happens. You know, there our house, uh, which they were in our house, and that house, which you've been in, uh, was in. You know, people ran into that house and and did all sorts of very destructive things and. Uh, a lot of it, you know, seems to be uh, wrapped up in uh, all sorts of things. And it's the kind of thing you may want to investigate a little. And so since they were the, there and essentially the, you know, in part the gatekeepers, uh, some of the gatekeepers felt it was important uh, to see why the gate got busted. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's stupid. And that's really what's happening. And uh, um and it's, and, it's, and it's something that had to be done, and there's nothing illegitimate about it, okay? You, you guys can do the Hong Kong quack quack all you want. Um, the fact that you're not involved in it is just unbelievable. Let's stand on the sidelines and talk about arresting people who are doing, uh, doing something that really needs to be done. Is, whew, I'm just, it wears me out to talk about it, which is why I'll be moving on. The uh, anti-vaxxers marched on Washington. I will not discuss that either. No. Uh, I couldn't find the numbers. They didn't seem to talk about the numbers anywhere. But what I'm hoping, and this is really all I'm hoping, is that a number of those people who went there um, got the chance to see Washington if they'd never been there before. That's really important. I, I just think that might affect the way they look at Washington, D.C., the way they may look at our government when they see those buildings. I don't know. Um, but uh, I know it had an effect on me when I was a child, and I've discussed that before. And I hope uh, for those who were there, no matter what their position was, I don't. That's not what I'm worried about here. What I'm more worried about is the way they look at, at our government, and um, and I'm hoping that that they they left with uh, some respect of uh, of, of really uh, of what that seat of power means. And that it is theirs. All those buildings are theirs.
sadly, again, and, and one of the reasons that this is, you know, uh, been a, you know, another week of like, are you shitting me? Uh, uh, we, we lose another uh, really great uh, comedian. Louis Anderson passed away. I, I did not know uh, Louis well. I, I certainly uh, spent time with him uh, uh, and had that opportunity, which was really great because he's uh, a wonderful, kind, sweet, like Bob Saget, a very sweet man. Delightful, and uh, and I don't. And there are not a lot of people who are delightful that I take delight in, and he was one of them. And uh, once again, sore, will be sorely missed. Uh, he, men of his ilk in in my business are few and far between, and um, the, that kind of comedy that he had, which was uh, almost empathetic, uh, would be a way to put it. Uh, a fragility to it, a uh, a warmth uh, that, uh, and so fucking funny. Uh, I, I really, uh, it sucks, is what it does. It sucks. He, uh, I was one of the first, um, or when I knew that I was things, uh, you know, one of the, when you first start to get these, uh, uh, shows back when I was, uh, before anybody knew me, uh, uh, you, you do one of these lineup of shows where you're in a lineup of a bunch of comics. And uh, one was hosted by uh, by uh, Louie, and I can't remember, it wasn't like uh, Evening at the Improv or Caroline's or any of those. It was, it was uh, on, I think on like, a, a, ABC may have had it or something, but Louie was the host of it and really, uh, his presence uh, there made me feel like I'd, I'd moved up a step by being introduced by him and his, uh, his just kind of talking to me uh, about my being there and, um, and his, 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 I mean, he just gave me the sense that it was, uh, he gave me a sense of comfort walking out on that stage that I had not experienced before. And it was because of him uh, and, and watching him because as you, as you we grow as a comic and as you learn as a comic, uh, one of the things is when you watch people who really know what the fuck they're doing. And he certainly did. And uh, it, they become, it gives you a guide and uh, his level of relaxation out there, uh, I went, you know, it, it had an effect on me, as did his passing. I will miss him. We all will. Um, and uh, before I go, just a, on a lighter note, uh, Prince Andrew, so you feel better about uh, our government in a way, uh, you know, would it be better to have a monarchy? Uh, no. Prince Andrew, um, it turns out, uh, I read two articles this week. Uh, the one I read just before we uh, began this, um, Rancast 67, uh, was that uh, he, um, he has a couple of teddy bears and some other stuffed animals that, on his bed. 
that need to be arranged absolutely properly. And uh, he showed this to his staff. And if they were not, he would just, he would literally start screaming and shouting and ranting and raving. He would lose his nut. He would go off the rails. Thank you very much. And he would go crazy. I also heard that he had a ton of these teddy bears that uh, another um, one of the people who it was one of the folks who worked for him at the, at, I guess, Buckingham Palace or wherever that he lives, uh, that had to, uh, you know, there was a proper way to arrange his, like, collection of teddy bears. Who the fuck, really, if you're nine, he's 61 years old, for fuck's sake. Okay? So remember, okay, we may have the ghost of Christmas past, and we may have, uh, you know, orange, you know, somebody whose face is orange they may be in their 70s but he's 61 he's got teddy bears that's really something isn't it that's something that's kind of the basis that's a that's the start of a horror movie that's what that is so get on it i gave you an idea somebody out there grab it grab a pen start writing just give me a little bit of credit that's all i'm asking and and that's what we got and I'm really hoping uh, that you can join us if you happen to be near Salina. Uh, you can get a whole row of seats right now. And I mean a whole row. Uh, they, but we're hoping that, uh, you know, I'm hoping that you, you come on out there if you can. I look forward to it. We're at the Stifle Theater or the Stiffle Theater or the Stifle Theater. No, it's the Stifle Theater. Um, and I'm sticking to that in Salina, Kansas, where I've been on a number of occasions. And actually, it's always been a lot of fun in Salina. So whoever shows up, we're going to have a good time and fuck them. If those who don't, fuck them. Okay? And uh, and then we go on to Tulsa at the uh, Osage Casino. That's right. Where uh, people will be making that's a million dollar night. Uh, everyone who goes guaranteed to at least make something toward a million dollars or lose something uh, away from a million. They will either make they will be, start to lose and be losing almost, they won't lose a million, but they will begin, will have losses that will move them toward it, or they will have um, losses that will move them toward winning it, you know? So it's a million-dollar night. And uh, uh, as I said today in a, in a little bit of social media that, uh, you know, this is the home of Oral Roberts University, which if you're there, uh, go visit because it is uh, splendid in its own fashion, especially if you're a Jew, get on out there. Because if you think we're nuts, uh, miles to go before we sleep, I'll tell you that. Uh, but um, he once sat up in his prayer needle and said if he didn't get a, like a million bucks or something, uh, he was gonna, uh, the Lord was gonna take him away, he needed for a hospital. Eight million? No, he wanted $8 million. Wow, I was being nice. I, that's why I did the million dollar thing. So let's revamp what I said. It, it's eight million dollar night in Tulsa. You either make an eight million and you start toward that, or you're you're starting toward losing your eight million. And he wanted that eight million to get his hospital on track. It didn't. He was going to sit in that prayer needle until he got it, or the Lord would take him away. And that's the same thing I feel about the ticket sales there. Um, if we don't sell, you know. 800 tickets, okay, between now and when I get there, okay, well, the Lord's going to take me away, so there'll be no show, and then you're going to feel bad, 
it's on your, it's on you. But uh, I've, uh, I know you know that that's not true because you're a lot smarter than I am. And that's why I really love you as an audience. I really do. Uh, it's been great to spend time with you. As we're on the road, it's gone. Uh, it was beautiful when we started. And then it was sunset. And now it's night. And uh, from the land of Oz, I'd like to say goodbye. Take care of each other. It's been a pleasure. Something I forgot to tell you, something I think is really important. One great thing this week, too, was the extraordinary uh, football game that we got to watch. There were some really great games, but that last one between Buffalo and Kansas City, I, and even no matter who you were rooting for, and I know that it's tough, uh, was an unbelievable game. It was, and that's all we got in this Vale of Tears. Uh, you know, it was the, that was the, it was just insane. And then it was over and then oh, back in the shitter. But uh, this week we're heading toward um, Binghamton, New York. And I think uh, you're going to enjoy the rants that came out of Binghamton. SUNY Binghamton is there, State University of New York. And it's got uh, an, an exceptional rating for those of you looking for a place to go back to school. It's one to take a look at for you or your kids. Maybe for you, maybe just fuck it. Maybe now it's time, fuck it. Let's go back and be students again. Um, but really, uh, some great rants. I do hope you'll enjoy it. We're begging up to New York at the Broom uh, Performing Arts Center. The Theater. Broom Form Theater, I'm sorry. But I got the broom right, which was good. And, uh, and we're in beautiful Binghamton, New York. Uh, Binghamton, New York is the home of SUNY University, of Binghamton. Uh, and obviously really well-loved. You can hear by the applause. No, stop. That's pathetic. That was a pathetic response, and then to overreact is even dumber. So we'll move on. People around the world are watching, they're listening. I, I, you could have had millions of people come, fuck, I gotta get to SUNY Binghamton. And now it's like, well, uh, they, serve a, they serve something here that uh, is, is, is native to here in this in part of the state. Speedies. Not, originally Speedos, they were originally marinated meat in very tight underwear. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's marinated f f six or seven different types of meat. They marinate them in, uh, in an Italian marinade, and, a, and people weep over these. And, and it's, what he, it's what keeps these people here. Uh, they're apparently, they're marinated in, uh, in some sort of a thing that uh, literally uh, keeps them there's a, a transmission thing that's in the liquid that they're taking, and the transmission thing is, works like a magnet, and they try to get out of here, and then they go, no, I need another Speedy. <laughs> it's not even an addiction. It's just a need to be here. Uh, and, uh, but it's, um, and it's one of those towns, it's like the, it's, it's, it's one of those places that it will, will make, when someone will come here, because this is always the case of places, the places I go throughout the United States that I've watched over the past 20 years, 30 years of, of wandering the country, that you go there and you go, holy fuck, my God. And I don't know how they're, 
folks can, you know, can deal with this. And then all of a sudden, people kind of go, fuck, this should be, this, there's, the rents are low, this is low, this is low, this is low, fuck. I could come in here and do shit. And watch what happens, because somebody will. Once they discover your speedies, whoo, it's going to be psychotic. <laughs> and, and they would have come, they would have come for SUNY Binghamton, but you fuck that. All right. <laughs> We're going to go through these. This is from, and all of this comes, all of this comes from folks who were, uh, are here tonight or uh, in, the, in the general area. Uh, this is from Jen Kay and, uh, in the audience. Uh, this, is, uh, but I, this is always a pleasure to read these kind of things. Someone smells excessively like pot. <laughs> Which I think is it's excessively like. Um, this is Holly. Leech, my arm is falling asleep because my cheap-ass boyfriend wouldn't buy an empty seat between us, knowing full well he can't fit into a normal human-sized seat. <laughs> That'll be, Holly will be looking for a ride home. Or maybe, or maybe leaving the boyfriend in the, in the seat, he, he can't get out. Um, Mario DeFulvio, you've been coming to Binghamton for a long time, which more than qualifies you to run for mayor. How about it? It would depend on how, how much time I would have to spend living here. And if I could just do it, hmm? Do I have to spend, no, because it was also Jamestown I thought about running for mayor there. It's just too fucking cold, guys. I can't do it. And since you really made me not want to hang out to, to watch, you know, SUNY Binghamton, you know, you know, you know I, I'm not staying for speedies. I mean, they're good, but after 10, you know, it's like, oh, he, he, I, 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 I can run on the speedy ticket. Um, no, but I, I appreciate you, you wanted me to be your mayor. I just, if I could kind of do it FaceTime you, that would be great. Um, this is from Aaron, Aaron Schwartz, who sent in 500. Aaron, thank you. You sent in 500 fucking things. I wish... And, the, uh, and this is, this is uh, what's the fastest way to piss off the asshole sitting in front of me with the stupid hair? <laughs> who's, and then also, who's, he literally said, in, there's about, there's probably 2,000 now. Who's the person you most fondly remember telling to go fuck himself and what was the context? Um, I can't even begin to go through all the people that I told to go fuck themselves. If people would always say, gee, your career, you got started in your career, it was really light. Well, yeah, and part of the reason was, uh, when, I'm, when I'm, kids always ask me, what's an important lesson you could teach me? Uh, don't tell anyone that you're having a meeting with to go fuck themselves, because apparently they take it seriously. And at the time, I thought I was really kind of pointing some things out. I would do it kind of underneath. There was an undertone. But every so often, I told people to fuck themselves. I told someone who went on to run. I was a playwright. 
And I told someone who'd lost two copies of my play and wanted a third one, who eventually went from running Playwrights Horizons in New York City to running the Lincoln Center Theater. And after they'd lost the second play and wanted my third play, I did tell him to go fuck himself. And <laughs> we never, they never did anything. I, this is, uh, by the way, uh, also I'm competing tonight apparently in, uh, in Scranton, which is down the road. Uh, uh, the, the president is there tonight, uh, which is why um, m usually I, this room would be packed. But they went to Scranton, and, um, and they're pissed. people are pissed. And then there's somebody who wrote in. We couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Somebody wrote in that they were pissed because they were driving around. And they got their, their father has a business there, and they got fucked. The rest, oh yeah, they have a restaurant there. His father has a restaurant, or, and. Uh, the, the father lost money because the president was there and did I think that he could uh, ask the president for money and I went <laughs> oh yeah that'll happen so um, uh, this is Rob Enslin why in the fuck are you playing Binghamton when Syracuse the gateway to Utica is right up the road <laughs> at least there's a cracker barrel and a drive through Starbucks there if I'd wanted to go south for the winter, I would have driven to Scranton. Couldn't go to Scranton or Wilkesboro. I'm sorry, uh, Wilkesboro. Wilkesboro. Um, no, we were in Syracuse last time, so we, we bounce around. I take my love everywhere. This is good. Hunter Garlasco. Things to do in upstate New York. This is way too close. Admire road work. Hit suicidal deer. <laughs> Drive around for fun. Go to Walmart. One finger wave at people. <laughs> Run through a field. Experience all four seasons at once. <laughs> it's, this is uh, Mary Westcott. Uh, thanks for coming back to Bingo Town. I honestly don't know why I live here. Maybe being close to a couple of my children make it more bearable. The weather fucking sucks most of the time. Everyone, that's not reason enough. Uh, I'm just going to read what you wrote, Mary, and what you've said is not reason enough uh, to live near your children. Okay? They should be, you should find a place that's really nice and say, hey, fuck you. Come live near me, you idiots. <laughs> Unless they're paying your rent. If they're paying your rent, then fucking hang out. <laughs> but what you wrote here is not really, ooh. The weather fucking sucks most of the time. Everyone here likes all four seasons, but we only have two. It's called hot and cold. <laughs> we were once voted the, the, in the top 10 most depressed cities in America. The most cloudiest, the most cloudiest, and the fattest. Well, we are fat because we're depressed from the shitty weather we have, so all there is is um, food. We also have a huge mall in Johnson City, New York, where I think there are two stores left.
The Broome County Executive wants to place our social service department for the, for the needy there to revitalize the triple cities. Okay, well, if we're really helping the poor and undernourished and people who can't afford cars, now let's put them in the mall. <laughs> because they have no money to buy things at the mall! It's mostly a place for the elderly to walk also, who, and, who they don't shop there since they are up at the crack of dawn, and the frigging mall doesn't open their stores until 10. We might as well at least feed them some more food so we can keep them fat, depressed, and live in a shithole and brag to people we have four seasons that we really don't have. I can see why you live here. Um, <laughs> people say they won't move to Florida, that it's too hot. Well, it's not like everyone stands out fucking side sweating to death. That's what the AC is for. What the hell is the difference if you're locked up all fucking winter in upstate New York or inside your home with AC on and a beach half an hour away? At least we wouldn't be fat and depressed. We'd get to see some fucking daylight. This is another reason I think you may want to think about moving. I'm going to read you a couple of other things, Mary. Maybe, maybe this will kick in for you. Kaylin, uh, Elliot, why is it a thing in Binghamton that people think it's acceptable to wear Looney Tune pajama pants in public? <laughs> like everywhere. Sometimes I drive down Main Street and it reminds me of a documentary on Nat Geo of a third world country. Uh, well, that one really, that, I, I, it exhausted me to get through the sentence. <laughs> this is Carolyn Nylans. Wow. This is all, wow. Binghamton, New York is the Rod Serling twilight zone where the sun doesn't shine. We've had a 100-year flood and a 200-year flood in the past 10 years, and we're still the carousel capital of the world. <laughs> I guess that's what keeps you here. This is Cheryl Volk, uh, dear, uh, I just got through listening to a reputed journal, a reputable journalist explain some very scary facts about COVID-19 virus, uh, the coronavirus, not to bore anybody with the statistics that are now forever burned into my memory. I got in my car and drove 92 miles to attend a concert in a public forum. Now, the good news about your attending this public forum is since it's not full, Cheryl, you could actually move and be six to eight feet from someone. <laughs> the suggested place to be, it's a, you, that's how far you need to be from any human being to help you avoid the virus. And if, and if you're going to buy one of those masks when you think that is going to protect you from the virus, no! <laughs> then I thought to myself, I really hope Lewis Black is fucking worth it. <laughs> I know it's not fair to put that kind of pressure on any performer. I read this while I was backstage getting to come out here, so thanks, Cheryl. <laughs> However, I'm a mid-60s female with asthma. Holy fuck. <laughs> I'm literally risking my life. Add to that, I've checked into a hotel, and then the thought of sleeping on their sheets made my skin crawl. But I can't go all Howie Mandel. 
And one more little piece of irony, this is my birthday present and my mid-60s husband, who's a juvenile diabetic. So this is risking his life also. I, I swear to you, I actually love this man. I hope you're motherfucking funny. Stephen Green, the, the fucking plastic bag ban. What a waste of time and money. Just another way for the New York government to overtax the people of the state. Uh, Stephen, here's something you might want to think about. Fish! Fish, Stephen! Fish! 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 They're gonna go away! This shit doesn't go away, plastic doesn't go away, Stephen. We're gonna have to do this shit. I'm sorry. I'm not happy about it. Then you gotta remember to bring a bag. We're fucked, okay? <laughs> we threw away too much plastic, Stephen. That's the deal. It's not New York State trying to get up your ass, okay? It's fish. I want my fucking fish, all right? I can only eat so many fucking cows, all right? There's only so many speedies I can do in a day. <laughs> this one is really... Here's another reason you should move. Andrew Rutherford today, my coworker, asked if Kentucky was a state. <laughs> this is, oh my God, this is, uh, Marion Page, my neighbors are morbidly obese white trash and they own an anti-Semitic German Shepherd that makes steaming piles of shit in their yard that smells so bad it gives me the dry heaves when I'm sitting in my yard. <laughs> I love doing this. You have no idea how much I love doing these things. You have no, it, it's unbelievable to me that I'm allowed to do it, um, that you like it so much, that it goes throughout the world, that people in Kenya are hearing this. <laughs> so when they think, oh, it must be really a wonderful ha ha ha, no. <laughs> How do I know the dog is anti-Semitic? My husband is Jewish, and he told me so. <laughs> and I believe him because of how bad the dog shit stinks. <laughs> this is Lesky, and I can't pronounce Susurus. That's like a Jewish word for a bad day. Susurus, I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. Lewis, recently my uncle's paranoia has gone so high that he started telling me the government put cameras in his Mountain Dew bottles. <laughs> Do you think the government does install surveillance devices on us? And if, if so, what information do you have about the government that you think my uncle may like to know? Do of all the things to pick. Mountain Dew, not Coke. No, tell him it's okay. Tell him seriously. He's have him call me. I'll seriously. He, the government is not. They're not good at this. 
They're not. And they're certainly, they're certainly not um, tracking your uncle. I can fucking assure you. You tell him they got bigger fish to fry than somebody who's drinking Mountain Dew. They're not that good at it. Whenever somebody presents me with some sort of conspiracy theory, I go, ah, no. They're not that fucking smart. The Republicans and Democrats are not that fucking smart. They're not that fucking good at it. There is no deep state, okay? Why? Because it's, here's how deep the state is. That's how deep, okay? It's not deep. They're not. I've worked in the, I've worked in the federal government. I've wandered around. I know people who've worked in a variety of places. They're just like us. It's like, oh, fuck. God damn it, I'm fucked. Look at this. I, I brought this sandwich for lunch, and uh, god damn it, it's soggy now. Fuck. I'm not going to have a speedy. God damn it. <laughs> this is Lauren Kramer. I'm going to end with this because it's. Uh, you'll see why. Why did they tell us nothing about menopause? and everything that we already knew about our reproductive systems in health class in high school. They didn't warn us that as shitty as adolescent is, it gets worse. We get to go through adolescence in reverse. Everything becomes its photo negative at 50, and there's no warning. They didn't tell us that our sex lives would fly south just as we're automatically signed up for AARP. Both without our even knowing it. Are they related? They didn't tell us everything would become its opposite and that men will take on female characteristics while women would take on male characteristics. But they told us about menstruation and masturbation, two things I was good at in the ninth grade. <laughs> and one of those wells will never dry up while I'm on duty, not as long as I'm salivating. That's the only bodily fluid I'll ever need. I'll never be on the receiving end of rejection when I'm alone. So fuck this geriatric shit. Thank you very much, Binghamton. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Aha, Lewis Black. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show. <laughs>